Hello, friend. Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I'm Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about Mr. Robot Season 4, Episode 5, it's called 405, Method Not Allowed. So, full spoilers for the episode, as always. So, I do have a question, I, I, I just start this, this review with one simple question. At which point during the episode did it click what the gimmick of the episode was? Because it, it's not clear at the start, because just because... The one line of dialogue at the start is Darlene saying, it's cool dude, we don't have to talk. But that doesn't tell you it right away, because that's like, okay, it's just, that's in the context of the scene. It's fine. Yeah. Probably within four or five minutes of that. What scene? I don't know, whatever came, it, it, I don't, I, I was hey, a specific moment, it was very early, it was uh, just after that, and I was like, huh. I wonder, you know, it's been a while. And I'm like, I wonder if they go for it. And then I was actively looking, and I was like, yeah, okay. Once, once one of the text messages came through, I think um, by the time we got Price's text for sure, um, I was like, okay, that confirms it. Price's text that doesn't help. I, I can't remember where Price's scenes were interspersed, but yeah. it, it was just it's one of those things where it's the same with like the one take episode. Uh, although I think. I think I knew about that going in when that episode happened in season think three. I, did. I, I think I did, but I've definitely watched episodes like that before. I mean, or I remember watching Birdman, not knowing that was a one take movie. Oh really? And it got to about the ten minute mark, and I went, "You know, I don't think they've cut away yet. There's been no cuts yet. That's that's that's, that's interesting." Yeah. <laughs> and then like five minutes later, I go, "You know what? I think this whole movie's going to be this." To be fair, even when you have like a you know a oneer in in a in a movie or TV show, you know, just a one scene thing where it's like you know five six minutes yeah you'd always realize it until like halfway through you're like, wait a minute there's been no cuts we're, like, we're... hang on a second yeah yeah it, it's got that kind of effect to it and it, it so i th i think it was specifically um by the time we had a third character who had a scene where there was no talking um because it was cutting around obviously praise yeah. and krista and then so on and dom i think it's once we had one of everyone i kind of went wait a minute <laughs> Yeah. No one's yeah. talked in any scenes. And I remembered the only line of dialogue we had is cool, dude, we don't have to talk. And I went, Oh, I was very witty. And that I actually cool. it was a scene Krista's second scene, uh, about halfway through the episode where she's in the uh the uh the store and she's buying, you know, various things. Um who leaves the the shopping till Christmas Day? I'm just <laughs> Krista, what are you doing? <laughs> hey, I bet you the shops are dead. I mean true. I mean that's it, it's still New York City, so I mean it's still gonna be it's still busier than most places on Christmas Day. I'm going to hazard a guess, but yeah, yeah. Uh, it was actually during her scene uh, there. Not what I had already realized what the gimmick was, but it was during that scene I actually predicted almost to the line of dialogue how this episode was going to end, because it occurred to me, okay, we're watching Krista. We know that Vera's coming after. Her. You know, that's probably going to be like the end of her story here, is that him showing up. Yeah, and then it just occurred to me there's going to be a line of dialogue at the end of this because it's going to feel so impactful because there's not been one all episode. Yeah. And it just made sense that it's going to be him saying something along the lines of, I, we need to talk, right? Yeah. It wasn't that exact words, but it was like no, close. You get the point. Yeah, I, I was saying it was, it's, we need to talk or some yeah. variation of that. It just, it, it clicked in my head and I'm not mad that it was predictable in that way because it just made sense. Um, but, uh, although, yeah, the, the although, only other thing it could have been was Elliot saying something to Darlene. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. To sort of like 
again that would also bookend because she said something to him at the start yeah. um, that said though i wouldn't put it past esmail doing something just funny with the line at the end like you know instead of something serious that bookended it just being like you know darlene like again saying oh you're such a dick and just walking away and then no yeah. credits uh i would not have put it past him to do something like that so yes as, as we've been clearly indicating in the last couple of minutes this episode is a silent episode in the sense that there is no dialogue uh barring one line at the start where darlene says it's okay dude we don't have to talk and then one line at the end from vera saying okay it's time to talk um and the rest of it takes place and there i mean obviously there's sound there's still you know sound effects and footsteps and people are still sending text messages but it's you know it's as close as esmail's going to do uh to his his version of hush which was an episode of the hit television show buffer the vampire slayer uh where everyone lost their voices his version of hush as this as if this isn't a thousand times better <laughs> why why do we have to draw comparisons as far as quality goes but hush is maybe the most famous episode of tv that is silent it's yeah. the most prolific doesn't make it the best not anymore i never said it was the best i just i have i have issue with the obvious uh digs that are made shots have been fired where no shots needed to be fired shots uh, always need to be fired um also, I could be wrong, but I think um, when we see clips from Die Hard on the, the, the TV, when the guard's watching it, I think even those moments are somehow, they depict moments that had no dialogue, just, for, just so there wasn't any talking. Yeah, no, they do. And um, there's a few points where like, like uh, you can see a TV on in the background where like uh, when Dom's watching it at some point, uh, mm. especially towards the end with the, the news report of you know, what had happened. Um, but it's it's muted. But you, you, just, you just see the, the headlines. Yep, yep. Uh, really, we we're out for it. And this is, you know, Mr. Robot done this a couple of times in season three where it had, like, you know, we had the one take episode. Yeah, the, uh, we the had, concept episodes. Yeah, we had the the, the, the cinematic episode uh, and so on. Like, there was there was a few episodes that were kind of the concept ones. And this, this is kind of... going back a while because we had the, the sitcom episode in season two. Yeah, but even that wasn't the whole episode, though. That was only, like, you know, Most select it, parts. Though, I don't think it was most of it. I seem to remember that having more normal stuff in, in, interspersed. Mm, I could be misremembering. It's been a while. I'll, um, I'll fight you on it. I, no, I think it was more interspersed than that. Um, but yeah, maybe I'm misremembering. But season three definitely had a few of those those sort of episodes. Yeah. In, a, in a weird way, it, it, it kind of reminds me a lot of Community. Community kind of <laughs> relished in doing this kind of thing where it would have these like gimmick or concept episodes where it'd be this is the paintball episode or this is the Dungeons and dragons episode or this is the uh the, the sort of the history documentary episode about the the, the civil war that happened on campus like they, yeah. they, they do these things and it would always like stylistically go along with it and this was kind of um the, you know the silent episode version of that so no, um, so needless to say, it was exciting. This will probably be a shorter discussion than normal because there's no dialogue to talk about. <laughs> yeah, there's there's not as much to dissect. Uh, so the events uh, take place here. Uh, it starts off with Elliot uh, taking care of the van with uh, with the dead Dark Army dude in it and set it on fire and uh, Darlene is on her way because we know she was on her way from before and yeah. it's, it's, it's dawn, it's Christmas morning, you know, it's, it's a lot, just, you know, late now and she she rolls up and she's looking at this burning van with this look of horror worried that elliot has burned himself in a van and 
again in true Elliot fashion, he just taps in the window from the other side, and it's like oh, that dick. Like, she doesn't say that, but you can just sort of see in her eyes. You like can, you can, yeah, yeah, that dick. Um, and he's almost going to say something. He's like, "It's cool, dude. We don't have to talk." And that sets up the fact that this episode will have no dialogue whatsoever from this point on, barring, of course, the bookend at the end. So. We have them do their plan, because we learned that last episode that they have to break into this server farm to access the uh, the servers for this bank, uh, you know, on site. And this episode is that heist. It is that mission. And uh, contrary to what we, what we normally do here with Mr. Robot, where we'll go through scene by scene in order, uh, we'll be sticking with just uh, this plot, uh, mainly because I didn't have time to watch it twice, <laughs> but also because I feel like with this one, it, it, it all just kind of sticks together on its own. Like each plot is just very much its own thing. They are very separate plots. There's no no real intertwining. Yeah. So they they have this whole plan, and we see them making like a fake ID for for Darlene. Although one one beat we do have to mention here is Elliot does have a moment of basically a breakdown uh, where he goes to wash the blood off his hands. And he, he kind of like has a bit of an attack and kind of sits down on the floor. But he, when he hears Darlene coming out the the, the other room, he, he snaps back up and goes back to pretending that he's okay. Which is kind of, which is kind of Elliot's whole character in a nutshell is that he's got all this internal shit going on, but he's always trying to just look like he's moody and like pretty much fine, he, uh, you know, pull up the hood and just get on with it. So they go in and we have this this game of. Uh, uh, dominoes essentially where Darlene goes in, she's got this wig on, she's got this ID, which obviously doesn't work on the, the security gate, uh, and the whole thing is because they're waiting for like, because there's two security guards, so they, they wait till one is away to the bathroom or whatever, because this will only work if there's one security guard. So she goes in and it's like, hey, my badge isn't working. Again, we don't hear her say that, we just sort of see the the looks and glances. You, you, and... you see it from Elliot outside looking in. Yeah, and she basically, you know, drops something. The guard helps her pick it up, and in this moment, Elliot runs in and jumps the, jumps the. Uh, I'm amazed the guy didn't hear him. Uh, yeah, yeah. That that. There's a couple of little bits in this where there's some plausibility issues. Uh, there's there's another one that maybe, uh, is equally troublesome later on, which I'll get to. But I I think um I'm willing to roll with it. <laughs> I know. I, am. I, was, I I really noticed though they went out of their way to hide it because usually you know we we'd watch it and we'd hear the footsteps, but uh, they intentionally cut to the security camera footage so we watch it you know from above of Elliot running over. So and, you know security camera they don't have the sound anyway, so to us it appears silent and it's like as if he's not making any noise anyway. So it's a it's a trick to get around it is to not draw attention to it essentially. Yeah, because he's running really fast, so it would be really loud. Yeah, it would. But I guess, and, and he runs immediately to uh, basically the, not security, security room. room. It was, yeah. It's it security on the front. Yeah. The Dalit would say that. Um, yeah. But he goes in and he's basically there to quickly give Darlene's like like ID, the credentials it needs to... Uh, not, not even the ID itself, just insert her into it and then the security guy... Well, that's what, that's what I mean. Out. He's not going to make the ID work, but the idea is that when he looks up who, who who's meant to be on this ID, she'll show up in the system. She'll be there. And I'll be like, oh yeah, the pass is just playing up. Yeah. Uh, so, But the whole point is here is that there's a very much a time crunch element where she's kind of like talking to the guy and it's like he's got this very limited time. There's this pulsing music going the whole time. It's very... Oh my god, the music throughout this whole episode is intense. In fact, one thing I need to mention here is that uh, back at the start of the episode, when Darlene's like rolling up to the the van, 
because uh, you know she at first she, she she goes to that that gas station we were at last episode mm. then she sees the smoke from a distance and that's how she finds it uh we hear ode to joy playing and i was actually thinking during ode to joy i was like you know this isn't really a christmas song but because of die hard i associate it with christmas so that's that's, that's a neat touch so Esmel's, you know fingers mm. on the pulse and then sure enough like we get to the security guard stuff and he's watching die hard uh on, he, on his laptop or whatever it is and <laughs> John, i think it was i wasn't even allowed it was like a portable dvd player was it <laughs> yeah um you know he's clearly he's, he's you know, obviously he's, he's annoyed he's working christmas day i mean he's probably getting yeah. paid like triple time or something like that but he's he's, he's working christmas day so he's thought i'm gonna watch some christmas movies <laughs> sitting on my desk might as well right probably gonna um, be quiet it's christmas day i'll tell elliot and darlene showed, showed up uh, it was probably yeah, gonna be yeah. quiet uh but yeah i just don't know it was, it was a nice little uh i don't want to say foreshadowing but it just like it tied together i was like oh yeah like People associate that song with Christmas because of Die Hard, and mm. here's that. And not even that. Elliot and Darlene are kind of pulling off a bit of a heist. So I mean, more than a bit of a heist. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, I say a bit of a heist because it's very different. I mean, they're not going into a vault and stealing, you know, barabons. No, it's it's like the heist that we had with Angela, who did the heist before. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, it reminded me a lot of that. It's a data it just, haste. It's a, it's a hacking yeah. haste. Um, yeah, just in the sense of, okay, it, it felt a lot of similar beats to that, just even more intense, because uh, that played more traditional heist-style music for that, whereas this just went all in on the, the intense synth. So, obviously this works. She gets in, and they meet up um, in the elevator, and they're... Yeah. I should mention Elliot's uh, set the the security systems to you know up, update the firmware so everything's blacked out for forty minutes. Which is actually a really neat plan because when the security guard comes to check on it and it says up, up upgrading you know firmware, it doesn't actually look suspicious. It's like oh, goddamn thing. So like, why is it doing it now? He tries to stop it. It's like can't be cancelled. He's like all right, fine. Yeah. What I like about this though is that it does actually make some sense to do this in Christmas Day, again, when you expect it to be quiet. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. This is actually the one of the best days of the year probably to do this. So, the only thing that would have made it better was if it was at night. Yeah, but they're on a time crunch, so... Gotta, yeah, yeah, I'm not blaming them for that. Go ahead, go ahead get going. Uh, so, and another key thing here is, is that uh, Darlene made a point of leaving her phone behind so they'd get uh, his fingerprint. Because uh, the next part of the plan is to go to another build because because this building isn't just a server farm; it's got a lot of different things in it, as we see later with the gym. But yeah. they uh, they go to a, a computer room that has a three D printer, and they, they they take the fingerprint, they put it into like a system. It's not maybe it's Photoshop, but I don't think it was. Um, and they make the the model for it, and then they print it, and then they've got like a you know the plasticine, so they've they've got like a soft indent of it, and it's a whole little thing. It all it all more or less makes sense to a layman. But without understanding it's, the intricacies of it, <laughs> it's far more intricate than you know the standard. Oh, a bit of sellotape to get the fingerprint and yeah. just stick that on the scanner. Uh, it's you know it's so much more intricate than that, but it's still enough that you can follow along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, and the reason why I'm doing this is because obviously to get into the server room, they need they need the security guard's thumbprint. They they can't you know you know just get get in there any other way. They need access. So that's what the goal has been through all this. Um, and it's, it's during all this section when it cuts between these different parts of the plan where we cut to the other characters for the most part and see what they're doing um, to sort of break up the action a little bit. But they get into the server room, uh, or the, uh, the you know, the yeah, the server room. Um, yeah. Actually, one of the interesting things about this uh, scene is because this is where my other kind of 
implausible thing kind of came up a little bit is uh this is all very well shot and very tense and i love the the camera going back and forth seeing them on this one row because they because they go to a few different rows but once the guard kind of like realizes something's up because he sees that panel in the elevator he goes down and he checks his security app which i, I love the security guards have an app now they can just check who's logged in to of course they do right um, but he just checks it's like hey it says he himself went in here you know 20 minutes ago or whatever it was and it's like huh and he's like, so he calls the other guard. He's like, hey, you know, or text him rather, you know, call the cops. Someone's used my my ID to get in somewhere. And he goes into the, the server room. And I love how all this is shot. It's very tense. But this room is not that big. That the amount of time that he spends going up and down aisles with them not really doing much hiding, <laughs> and he never he never like runs into just them. Just conveniently doesn't quite get to their aisle, right? Yeah, it's just it's just a little bit uh, like that. Uh, that said, though, one thing I did uh, like here, and I, I wasn't really thinking about this during the episode, it wasn't really bothering me. Um, but uh, they did kind of like emphasize the footsteps at one point, so they kind of played with the sound a little bit. But uh, they I did... did it again when uh, when Darlene's leaving on her own. Oh no, but that's that's a different location. That, that doesn't apply to what I'm about to say. Um, oh. uh, because I I was uh, just seeing online looking at other opinions, and someone who has worked at you know data centers and been in server you know these big server rooms with just rows and rows of servers, um, uh, those rooms are noisy, and you you wouldn't be able to hear footsteps going around. Um, but that's good on the other side of the coin though, because it actually explains why he can't hear like Darlene typing because she's you know she's typing away at one of the keyboards. You know, the yeah, whole time. those things are presumably whirring away fans going yeah uh because you know my computer i mean it's not loud loud but you can hear it so if you get a whole room full of these industrial sized you know computers just lined up all over the place yeah. it makes sense they're quite loud uh so but obviously that's dramatic license they're playing with uh the suspense element of it and just like oh we want to hear the footsteps so we can build the build the tension yeah yeah uh, i'll uh i'll let it slide because you know it's gotta go with it is it, is it, I mean, this episode, it has its concept and it wants to just do the concept and have fun with it. It doesn't want to be bogged down and like... It say, oh, we, a couple of rules we, here or there. We can't do this because this scene wouldn't work that way. So, oh, let's just... We can get around it. It's fine. Yeah, uh, I'm willing to let them get away with, you know, a handful of things like that. Mm. Yeah, you know, I, I, I complained... Yeah, you know, well, I, I pointed out the bit where, you know, where he runs in. I don't really care that much. They went out of their way to hide it uh, with the security camera footage and ultimately... Eh, episode's great. It's enjoyable. Uh, uh, you know, I'm willing to overlook a few little things like that at that point. Yeah. Well, that security camera thing is actually really smart because it's not it's not trying to pretend that there is no sound. It gives us a plausible viewpoint that wouldn't have sound. It's just when you even, stop... Even though the guy would have yeah. sound. It's, it's, yeah. it's, just, it's just when you stop and think about it. Uh, yeah. I mean, what they should have done... I mean, this, I, mean I still think it had been loud enough, but just to help it a little bit, they should have showed Elliot take off his shoes first. So that it was, <laughs> it was quieter. Because that would reduce it a lot. Take your it would, shoes off. It would, yeah. Right yeah. around in your socks. Um, maybe you could get a ballet dancer in there. Maybe they could do it without being heard. <laughs> Who knows? Only one way to find out. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise, Elliot's got a background in ballet. From ages 14 through 18. He... Hey, hey, maybe Darlene and Angela, you know, taught him a few things. Mm. This is the third personality. Ballet man. <laughs> It's all coming together. So, of course, though, um, there's, there's a great scene. Probably the, the best visual moment of the whole episode is when 
Elliot, because they're in there and they're kind of trapped, and he's looking around, he sees the the, the security system, the light system, uh, is, you know, he sees the, the what company it is, and it's like, oh, hey, I can hack into that now. <laughs> so he gets his laptop out, and he hacks into the system. I actually thought he was going to activate the sprinklers. I, I, I did it first as well, yeah. yeah. Um, but he turns off all the lights, but there's this great moment where the guard's got his like flashlight out and he's like he sort of like holds it in one place as he sort of listens for something and it's actually going through the, the sort of server rows and there's just this beam of light hitting like darlene right in the eyes it's, and they look terrified yeah it is so good that's a great moment uh so basically they just have to kind of bolt it uh because when he eventually gets to their row uh the the laptop well it's not quite a laptop you know the the, the the computer that pulls out, you know, in these server yeah. rooms that you always see. Uh, they've, they've, left, they've left it out. And one of the things I love, actually, is a lot of shots in this episode where it'll be on them or one of them, depending on what scene we're in, and it'll pan over to where the guard is or where a cop is or wherever, and then it'll pan back. And it won't be that long a shot, but by the time it comes back, they'll be gone. They'll be gone, yeah. And it, it does that a few times in this episode. And this one in particular gets away with it because it's dark. Yeah. So they, uh, they run out, and the guard becomes aware of them because he hears them, you know, run out at this point. So his hearing's gotten better since Elliot ran in the building. And he, uh, but Elliot zip-ties the door so he can't run after them. But, of course, by the time they get to the foyer, the cops have already arrived. They're kind of trapped. I, uh, I, I love you, you, you missed one of my favorite shots visually. The stairs? The stairs. Oh, man. What a... There's something really trippy about a triangular... Uh, base staircase because it, it, it has this and really weird design yeah it's this triangular design and then it's all red i, w- I wonder we'll, if we'll, this we'll is about colors in a bit especially i think after we talk about dom stuff but i wonder if um this was a location that esmail or someone knew about and that's why they wrote it into it or because i i i have to imagine like like what the search was like if, if this was like in the strip that we had a staircase or was it just like was it a normal staircase scene and then when someone found this location esmail went oh i've got an idea how to shoot this <laughs> like you yeah know, i can see this you know play with some mirrors maybe and you can probably get this effect i don't know uh maybe but it was, it was yeah it was a visual yeah, it was it was, it was almost like because uh, the camera was like sort of going down the middle of this triangle because you could you can't do this on a normal staircase because obviously a normal staircase is just lined up side by side as it's going down, but and it's just like a really thin narrow sort of viewpoint to go down. But because this is triangular, there's kind of a hole in the middle for the camera to kind of descend down. It works so well. Um, but it gives it this kind of trippy kaleidoscope kind of thing where it's it, it gives it this feeling that the stairs are constantly like swirling as yeah. you're going down. Yeah, it's good. And uh, I just want to point out, this brings to maybe my third and maybe final nitpick in terms of logic. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure there'd be a fire escape somewhere else. There's got to be a fire exit at the back, right? <laughs> Can't be just the one door. Sure, sure. Um, maybe this is... Uh, do you know what? This is the thing. I actually... Because I was thinking this when, when Elliot hacks into the security system or whatever to go do the lights. Um, I'm like, you know, you, you didn't think about, like, you know... All the things, all, all the systems that you can hack into that control this building. You didn't think about all this before you came in, but then it occurred to me, like they found out about this job they had to do earlier today. This this is so short notice. They're they're it kind is. of they're kind of like rushing this because they're they're, they're on a, a serious crunch. So I can actually write that one off by saying they didn't have time to look at plans and and sort of be um, aware of all the exits. Maybe just more, it would be signposted. But you know, I'm not that bothered. sure. Yeah. Um, but Elliot basically realizing their backs against the wall, 
um the the guard the main guard sort of shows up right at the windows it's, it's almost a it's almost like a, a halloween h2o moment where he's like michael myers he just kind of walks into the, the the window and the door he's like oh sure <laughs> kind, of, kind of moment uh and elliot it's like you know what i have to distract him so darlene can get out yeah because he hasn't seen darlene in there with him because yeah. you know he makes a point of looking around seeing that she's you know out of the out of mm. the way uh, so Elliot just blasts past them, runs outside, past where the, the two cops are talking to the other guard, and we get this chase sequence through uh, New York, which, you know, this show's always had a lot of good location work. It's always felt like it's actually in the city, but this was stunning. Like, they, they were all over the place. They were in several streets. They were, I think they were uh, in Central Park was, at one point. Like, this was... It, they definitely were, because yeah. I know... Uh... Uh, even if I hadn't recognized it, the uh, the the news headline that Domsey's mentioned. That's true. You're right. Yeah. Park, yeah. Uh, it was just it was just street to street to street. It it really felt like they were going through the city. It didn't it, like this show, despite the fact that it's a show on USA Network, which I, it doesn't have a big budget comparatively to other like shows. Somehow feels big budget with how they shoot locations. It, it feels incredible. Yeah, and uh, a lot of the shots here, I I feel like Esmel really enjoyed his time working on Homecoming. Uh-huh. Um, because I, I was really feeling that direction style coming in here. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, but yeah. If Esmail this... wants to do like a heist thriller, just like two hours of this, like yeah, sign me up. You can do it. You can go for it. He, he can do ten out of this, and I won't get bored. So yeah, so Ellie's running from cops. He runs on a bus. He gets hit by a car. The whole time though, it just feels futile. Like you're like. At some point, he's going to run out of energy. The cops are going to get him. Well, that, that the was, entire time, you're waiting for it. That was the other uh, plausibility thing. I saw people. I, I, this didn't bother me, but I saw people complain about this online that he was running really like full speed, like for a long time. Uh, it that, was, yeah. That, that you know, this is unfeasible. How 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 much he I, keeps, keeps this up? But I have one word. Yeah. Adrenaline. Sure. Yeah, he's scared. He, he knows that he's screwed if if he, does, he gets caught. Yep. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. You can write it off with that. Um, he does get a small rest in the bus, though. He gets to rest for like maybe thirty seconds in the bus. Before I think it's the... a good like minute on the bus. Come on, be be generous. <laughs> and I love it. You know, when when he gets to that sort of like bridge area and like the cops are coming from both sides and it feels like he's really screwed and he's looking over the edge and he's going to jump. I love that the camera doesn't show us what's down that side because I was thinking there's like water down there or something that he was going to I jump into. I thought that too, and and I thought it was going to be a bit of a callback to you know like the first episode. Yeah, with the... that, I was thinking that as well when when he gets pushed off. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, but it's actually just a hill that he rolls down, and luckily because we've set up this app, this Darlene app, which is coming in handy now twice. Uh, yeah. She rolls up, he gets in the car, and they just drive off as casual Which as you can. Tells me, third time it's screwing him over. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, so Darlene said of this, though, obviously she's trapped in the building still, and she, she sort of hides in an office away from, you know, and she's around a pillar from the camera, just trying to think of what to do. And she sees, like, some bottles of water. And I'm thinking, what could she possibly be planning with a crate of bottles of water? <laughs> Like, yeah, what? and then there's like a just a red jacket kind of lying around. Yeah, well, no, it's, well, it's it's more like an eighties like uh, tracksuit. It's like pink and green and yeah, it's like a sports jacket yeah. thing. Um, and I'm like, what is she thinking? And, and the reason why that we, we're kind of clueless at this point is because we didn't really get a, we didn't see that there was a gym sort of like just off to the side of the foyer in this place. So obviously, her plan here makes sh- make sure first of all that the guard that spoke to her isn't in the foyer because he'll recognize her. Um, but she takes off her wig, she has this jacket on, and she just kind of like, when she like sneaks out the, 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 the actual door she comes out of, she just sort of like opens the, the gym door a little bit and lets it shut so you can hear it shut, as if so she's just walked out there. Like she's just come yeah. from it. It's, it's smart. And she just walks out. But at the same time, she's scared the whole time, as if like they might stop her and ask her something. Like, yeah. you know, it's, 
and and this is the point where it really plays with the sound design all the footsteps are really yeah. heightened um everything's just like clicking away really loudly it's uh it feels intense but what really works about this uh as an episode for me is that you know last episode was all, all about how darlene felt about elliot and how he treats her and we you know elliot opened up about how much he wants to save his sister like if, if he accomplishes nothing else he wants to make sure she can get out and have a life right and this episode is them working together in unison without a word and then the end of the episode to cap it all off when they're in the car together is elliot puts his hand on hers uh while she's driving and it's like this sweet kind of like you know unification kind of moment um you know they, they like he has to like you know distract the cops while she can get away it's you know it's interweaving I and mean, even the, even the start of the plan is like her going in and distracting the guy so that he can get in and then he has to do the system thing so she can get in and it, they have to constantly be relying on each other and then oh, at the yeah, end absolutely. hand on hand and like you know it, it means a lot to darlene you can see it on her face so it's a really beautiful beautifully orchestrated which, story in that sense which is why the, i think there was a possibility that the last line was elliot saying something to her yeah here yeah um, uh but it need to be i mean maybe there's something in that that their like i don't know love for each other doesn't have to be spoken like it doesn't yeah. have to be this you know monologue or anything like that it can just be this simple yeah. uh so no um and especially since going back to that that moment earlier on where elliot kind of you know breaks down and he kind of hides it from darlene this idea that he actually does really need his sister right now and he's not willing to admit it he's not willing to show it but by the end of the episode he feels that she is there for him and that's why he oh, yeah. puts his yeah. hand on her does so uh, really good. Uh, so the other characters who all have their own little thing here. Uh, Krista, I mean, that's the quickest. You know, she's going to spend the day with her, her boyfriend, who she's all excited about. Uh, she was going to go see her parents, but says, no, let's not do that. Let's just, you know, be together with your stupid Christmas uh, sweaters and or jumpers. Uh, I'm translating for, for everyone. Uh, so, uh, I mean, unless you're from another country where it's neither, neither sweater or jumper, then in which case I don't know what you call it. I'm sorry. <laughs> What's interesting, I think you, you, you kind of probably didn't need to translate that way around because pretty much everyone would know what a sweater is, whereas maybe not a jumper. Yeah, but I feel like other UK people are going to be annoyed at me for saying sweater, so I feel the need to like just throw in, yes, I know I'm yeah, supposed yeah. to say oh, jumper. Yeah. Sure, yeah, didn't bother you saying flashlight instead of torch earlier, though, did it? Yeah, but that... that... How often do, do do flashlights come up in stuff we watch? Though, like it's so common at this point, I can't do it every time. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Every time, I mean, jumpers. Like you know, how often do we talk about a jumper? Not often. <laughs> no, no, I'll give you that one. <laughs> Flat. Like every second thing we watch is always a scene with people with flashlights, like you know, yeah. in the dark doing stuff. Yeah, not even no, horror really. stuff. <laughs> a common yeah. trope anyway uh so she's at the store she's buying stuff not much to it um she buys some stockings you know christmas stockings uh, for her and the boyfriend um, late, but whatever yeah it's a bit weird to do that on christmas day but given that you're meant to have all your presents you know in the stockings yes. in the morning uh weird choice but whatever whatever she's happy she's in a good relationship she's feeling good uh which makes you feel a little bit sick in your stomach because you know that vera's coming and it's the, all about to go wrong yeah. the episode ends with her you're getting scared because vera's like henchman or whatever is <laughs> like kind of standing there all all scary and she drops her ben and jerry's uh chunky monkey i will lose the flavor not my favorite but uh i, I won't complain uh, Do you know what? Uh, so i just remembered uh, one of the bits where elliot was running through the street and you see all the movie posters and i'm like Oh yeah, 2015. this is 2015. Yeah, it was like uh, Hail Caesar was there. Uh, Sisters, which I think is that... Is that the one with uh, Tina... Polar and Tina Fey. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. 
They weren't. I don't, I don't think I saw them. It was because it wasn't the poster with them. Because I remember the poster with them standing back to back. It wasn't that poster though. It wasn't that poster. But that's the that's the name of that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was it was another one. There was like three posters there. We're all side by side. Yeah. Um. So the the whole thing basically is Vera's there, and he's like, I think it's time we talked, and then yeah. cut cut to credits. Uh. But yeah, obviously he did. He does smile, though. I don't want to point out the smile, the, the sick smile. Sit, the sinister smile, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, that's basically There's nothing to really analyse with Chris's stuff, to be honest, for me. Yeah. <laughs> this is pretty straightforward. Yeah. Prices is pretty straightforward, so I'll probably knock that out next before we pull oh, yeah. that down. Yeah, Prices is, uh, you know, like it's, it's intriguing. I, I will say, he's in a restaurant on his own, and he's having lunch or whatever, and... Um, mm. He's uh, you know, he's, he's he's watching this family down at the other end of the, their restaurant who are all having a nice Christmas lunch or maybe it's breakfast, you know, whatever time of day it is, and he uh, he's just kind of staring at them and he, like there's this great like mural behind him, like on the walls, this big painting of like it's it's kind of just like a busy restaurant painting, right? It's it's all these like yeah. rich people in like tuxedos and stuff, and they're all having like a great time. And it's kind of like just this this image of him on his own. It's like, yeah, you've got all this power, or at least, I mean, you're kind of on your your way out now. But you achieved all this power. You felt powerful for a long time, and you've essentially left with nothing, um, which is partly why he wants to fight now. So obviously, him looking at this family be happy on Christmas is kind of this. Yeah, I think mean, part of it is you know the 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 family was taken from him, even even though he was never that involved. It was barely family because you know it had been that long. Yeah, but he's I think, but I think just the idea that this is what his life is like—he was never going to have that because of the life yeah. he chose, and oh, it's like it's it's lonely at the top. It's lonely, sort of being this this successful. I think it's man. interesting though, that he probably never felt that before Angela's death. Oh yeah, not before. Um, but I, I think that's a new thing for him. But I think that's yeah. what he's feeling now. Uh, mm-hmm. but one thing I want to note down though is uh, how violent the the uh, the waiter slaps the the bill. Yeah, I'm surprised the other family didn't look around at that. Because <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I, I may have jumped a little bit. <laughs> it was a bit of a jump scare. <laughs> well, it was quite loud and out of nowhere. He just walks in from like the, the right of the screen and just slaps this bill on the table. And it's, it was in the the, the the leather sort of wallet kind of thing that they, they give them. And uh, So it's quite loud. It's this proper slap. Uh, but it's actually a hidden message uh, saying to go to this, this uh, go to E-Corp. There's going to be a trumpet player. Give him $20. Trumpet. Was it trombone? You know, whatever. Yeah. Pick your brass instrument. Uh, and he goes there. He's kind of like, again, he's reminiscing. He's looking at the big E. And he's like, hmm. The you know, good old days when just, I didn't give a shit. Just reminiscing about the past. But anyway, then this, this player's there. And he goes over, gives him $20. And there's a, there's a receipt for a dry cleaner. So that sends him to the dry cleaners. And I thought there was going to be more of this, actually. It, was, it couldn't really see him again until the end. And we see that he's got a suit from the dry cleaners. But inside the pocket of the suit is a location and time for the meeting, the Deus yeah. meeting. And he, he texts Elliot, uh, who, who for the record texted him at the start when he was at the restaurant saying uh, Tyrell's not coming because he got a little bit shot. Uh, and, so. and he looked really frustrated about that. It's like, God damn it. Yeah. So, uh, really simple stuff. Uh, obviously, this entire episode was about being prepared for that meeting, so they achieved their goals. So. Yeah. Uh, of course, there's a wrench in there, which we're about to get to in Dom's plot. Dom is getting ready for Christmas. She's going to her mother's. She's got like a, a big box of Christmas cookies. Uh, she's ready to go. I, it's always funny. My my first instinct, even though I saw the box of cookies in her hand, was that she'd actually because it was like the, the, the actual cases they came in because they weren't she didn't make them. She just bought a couple of boxes of cookies and then put them in her own tub. <laughs> right, smart. I'm looking at those empty boxes. I thought, oh, it's shown us how depressed she is. She's eating t- these two boxes of cookie- these two boxes of candy. 
<laughs> oh, that would be sad. But um, no, it's just she's just uh, repackaged. She, she's just them. being lazy and making it look like she's baked cookies. Yes. Uh, but she gets a text from uh, Janice saying that she has to go and, you know, the van, the crime scene. Like, there's one of her vans has been burned. Uh, go and try and ID the body. Use your FBI uh, clearance to get in there and see what you can find out. And she, we see her at the crime scene, uh, looking around at things. She decides to leave, and when she's leaving, she gets very frustrated at this red light because it's just not changing. There's not there's no traffic coming from any direction, but this red light's not changing at this intersection. And she decides to just go through it, and she gets the camera flash. She gets done for yeah. you know uh, running I, the red light. I was thinking that this this red light was a you know okay. This is them sending her a message. Right, stop here something's about to happen oh you thought this was conspiracy stuff no 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 <laughs> no it, it, it wasn't but you know it, yeah. it was in my head now this was set up because she noticed this that whoever drove through this earlier probably got the photograph taken uh which becomes relevant later because yeah. later on when she texts janice she says uh look out for any red light photos that are coming in from this you know this, this road uh so uh and of course that that results in uh get her get one once she's done with everything else and she's back home with her family she gets another text saying hey Something else urgent's came up. Uh, we have uh, the, you know, get get these two troublemakers, and I lo- I love the look in Dom's face when she sees Elliot and Darlene. <laughs> She's just like, oh god damn it, these pricks again. <laughs> these two idiots. <laughs> i love it so much uh but of course before that she's in the the local police station uh in this small uh, town and she again there's this thing there's a lot of like cameras following people back and from in this episode like we said yeah and like dom goes up she goes to over the kitchenette area and the camera comes back and it focuses on this this cop who sit down and actually something i really liked here just in a simple directing point of view is that it makes a point of really like showing you her desktop so that later yeah. on when we get the remote desktop stuff you recognize you, without a shadow i mean it's quite obvious what she's doing anyway but without a shadow of a doubt you you know that's this cop's desktop this is her you know her stupid cat's christmas background yeah i actually i realize a lot of things here where at the crime scene this cop's there and uh mm. you know, her phone rings and we hear okay this is her ringtone and it's as 2015 dated as it gets um but then you know it rings again i'll take your word for it i don't know the song but (laughs) Uh, i think it's just called all about that bass um terrible song okay uh very annoying um but you know when we hear it ring again we we immediately know oh that's her phone and you can tell it's not at the desk (laughs) because yeah just by the sound she had it in the donuts Uh (laughs) yeah didn't leave any donuts for her though did she dom deserves a donut she's stressed She's yeah. stressed. She, she's donuts. Uh, do you know my favorite part? But this whole thing is that my favorite little touch in this entire shot. Uh, she goes up to the the donut box and comes back. Is that when she's walking back to her desk, you can actually see Dom leaving just at the side of the screen. You never see her face. You just see her like putting on a red coat and just going out. Yeah. And again, red. Yes, red's a oh, theme no, in no. this episode. I've got I've got more than just red to talk about when we get to the end of this. Yeah, there's a lot of red. There is. There is a lot of red. A lot of red. Red staircase. Red coat. Red lights. Yeah. Red. Uh, stalking with Krista, there was red everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so says that, and she gets you know she does the remote desktop, and she tells Jan, she's like, okay, you've got access to these these because basically what she wanted is she wanted her away from her computer long enough to install just a little thing in her, you know, the back of her cables, so mm. that so that they'd have access. So Jas is like, good job, thumbs up. <laughs> like so happy uh and that's also when she gives her the the the, the red light you know camera 
And then he gets, she gets a double sure. thumbs up. She gets a double thumbs up. Um, and then Dom looks absolutely devastated because she's doing all this shady stuff that she doesn't want to be doing. And this is, you know, because yeah. we've talked about before how this is like going against her, every belief she has. And I love that she looks over her, her cookies, her Christmas cookies, because it's like, oh, that's like her family life. And that's like, like it's almost a reminder of like how out of character she's being. And it's, yeah. it's yeah. this beautiful little moment. Uh, but Noble, when she's taking the dog out for a walk later, she's, you know, she's with her parents and every, everyone else is running around. There's some kids um she goes out to walk the dog and she notices a white van and obviously she's been paranoid since episode one about you know them watching her and we've seen white vans on her street but now she's actually been sent to a crime scene that's relevant to the dark army with a white van she's like that's like almost confirmation that these white vans are definitely them so she actually notes down the license plate she notes down where it was parked and it feels like and it's not a lot but it feels like she's going to start keeping tabs and she's probably going to use this information in a big way uh, yeah. when, when relevant. Maybe when she teams up with Elliot and Darlene, perhaps. Mm. I would not be surprised if that's the case. And it feels like the next episode is going to be about, okay, let's bring her into the fold now. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if the actual uh, Deus meeting is not until the episode after it. Like if, if the, yeah, me, because, yeah. Something I'm loving about this season is how condensed the time is. I love that the last episode was like Christmas Eve night and then this was Christmas Day morning. And, yeah. you know... We know we're going to be doing stuff during the meeting, even if we don't see everyone at the meeting because it's all these world leaders we can't, you know, film. <laughs> like, like I feel like we're going to have at least one one more episode in Christmas Day, or like I said, if not two, if we get like one before the the meeting happens. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, the meeting could well be the the meet the the episode after next because I yeah. think next episode you might focus in really hard on Dom's side of things and and bringing them in together, and and Price is just a forgotten about you know for the episode yeah uh, I, you know it's funny they weren't quite doing a die hardy thing but i think them running around the building is as die hardy as this is going to get so I, probably I, yeah uh, no, no vents though unfortunately no vents uh obviously the one thing missing is actual like you know terrorists to be running away from that's that's the one thing missing to really yeah, give it, it a couple episodes but yeah uh no so that was uh that was dom said a thing so go on you've been you've been sitting there itching to talk about your colors all I am so because you know we talk about red a lot, but it's not just red. Mm. Green is the other key color in this episode, which is traditionally the opposite color on the traffic lights. Just for the record, no, it is. It is. And, <laughs> you know, there, there are you know, the, one of the first things we see in this episode is the the green traffic light. In fact, uh, uh, on top of that, just uh, to keep it thematic with the season, red and green are also the most traditional Christmas, Christmas colors. So, yeah. which is why it's so subtle to just use those colors right you know it, it doesn't look out of place in a christmas setting to have people wearing that combination of colors for example dom um was uh, uh was janice wearing a green apron i want to say i think she was yeah okay she was um i see i i found it, it, what i could tell anyway uh, the green was used whenever dom was being proactive uh even you know for good or bad Mm. Uh, so whenever you know she was at the crime scene, she was just sat there. She wasn't happy. She was in a or red to, coat. To She's in a red car. To simplify it, green means go. She was it does. doing yeah, things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. you know, but, I, but it was so specific here, where uh, you know she's in the the red coat, red car, red light. Red, she gets red means block or stop or whatever. Yeah, there's something yeah, in the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but um. I think it's more just a mindset, like a mentality. of she doesn't want to be doing this, she she's not she's not she's not all there. Yeah, but I'm thinking I'm thinking with Elliot and Dolly with the red staircase. Like you know, they were actively you know, they were blocked from the elevator because of what yeah. was happening, so yeah. they had to run down a staircase. So there was this yeah. kind of like thematic thing going with that. Yeah, um, and then so with with Don when she gets to the police station, uh, 
the bit where she's actually doing her you know heist bit where she's moving the phone and, and mm. going to the kitchen coat's gone and she's wearing green underneath uh yeah. and then okay as soon as she leaves red back on she's she's kind of she's done now do you know what i like about this is that she um somehow despite the fact that obviously it's a very separate plot she's actually doing a very similar tactic to what darlene was doing with the phone you know there was they yeah. kind of had like a very similar kind of distraction and yeah, yeah uh kind of thing so even though it was a much simpler and smaller thing compared to what ellie and darlene were doing it kind of thematically tied in um yeah and you know even less so you've got you've got price just like getting secret messages and things like that and then krista who's the most innocent is just, is just doing her shopping she, she's the victim of it she's the victim yes yeah. Yeah. um um but the uh the other big uh color example i talked about was uh at the end when the van's there you know she goes and writes down mm. uh, the so there's actually a red stop sign that is almost entirely covered up by the van, and the address is on a green sign. Oh yeah, all the, what... all the road signs are all green signs, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. But you know, th this in sp in particular is okay. Green sign, and then she's you know making this active conscious choice mm. to uh, you know go in and write it down and you know and investigate this and pay attention. It, it, it just it. adds because this moment here with the van is very much her making a choice to be proactive, and that's something that's there anyway. Yeah. It just kind of adds to that. It's like a little layer on top and of it. Yeah, like if if it had just been the green sign, because like I say, yeah, they're all green. I could have just overlooked it, but it's the fact that there is a red sign underneath, mostly covered up. Yeah, yeah. That really hammers it home for me. Is okay, that was intentional. So, no, there you go. Uh, I started this by saying it'd probably be a shorter discussion. Actually, it wasn't. It's about the same episode length as last time. So, uh, never mind. Uh, that has been Mr. Robot, uh, Season 4, Episode 5. You can let us know what you thought of it in the comments below. You can like and subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on the Twitters at mail underscore fudge for channel updates. If you want to support the show and the channel and everything we do here, you can do that by rating the podcast um, on Apple Podcasts, which is what most people use. Give us five stars. Uh, more people will find us that way. You can also support us financially over at patreon.com slash TV. We can do that for as little as $1 per month and you get some bonus stuff, some extras and at higher tiers you get voting rights and producer credits and all sorts of things. Uh, so go and have a look and see if you want to do that and just uh, contribute a little bit and help keep all the content coming. But uh, otherwise, that is us. Uh, I guess the other thing to say is to tell you to check out all the content we have. Uh, me and Tara have been reviewing Watchmen, which has been very good. Uh, been equally kind of length in terms of reviews, actually. So also very meaty in terms of discussion. And of course, uh, uh, I had a bunch of pilots over the past weekend from Apple and then His Dark Materials from uh, HBO slash the BBC. So uh, some interesting stuff to talk about. And uh, not that we liked really any of Well, one of the Apple pilots was okay, but they all... They all two that we, we, we tried were not very good so uh go and have a look at those if you want to hear our thoughts but uh that is us so thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching tv guys have you got any vanilla